Welcome to Women Who Code Career Nav Podcast. By shifting forward self-management, we really learn to empower our team members to take greater ownership of their work. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, you'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. These talks will include both career advice as well as a look at the industry itself and its practices. Hi, and welcome to Women Who Code podcast. My name is Natalie Kaminsky, and I am super happy to be here with you. I am a founder and CEO of a company called Jet Rockets, and we specialize in building custom software, web, and mobile applications. We primarily work with non-tech founders, helping them launch their tech platforms. And today I'll be talking to you about why I believe that empathy in leadership is really a feature and not a bug. You know, I started my career back in 1998, way before women in tech was even a topic of discussion. And the times were very different. You know, I I remember that there was very little room for empathy during those times. You know, I had to be very aggressive at times and straightforward and really um, stand my ground. And there was no room for work-life balance or understanding or, you know, all those emotional things, so to speak, that we really value today as leaders. And I want to tell my journey with you and how I've pivoted my approach to leadership during these years and how I really came to believe that empathy is probably the most important feature of any leader nowadays. So I'm going to start from the beginning. I mean, starting out in tech uh, as a woman back in 98, like I said, I quickly learned that showing empathy was often perceived as a weakness. I had to be rough, tough assertive and incredibly persuasive just to get my point across and stand my ground. And when I moved on to managerial roles, I, I took that strongman leadership approach with me on my journey and really focused primarily on getting the project done on time and on budget and, you know, getting to this next promotion, climbing the corporate ladder. And so when I decided to launch my own business in 2014, I took the same strongman leadership approach into my new era. And it worked for quite some time. You know, we, we grew, we, we had a team of very dedicated developers who developed interesting, fun, exciting, complex projects that get the work done on time, on budget. Um, and we got the work done and we said goodbye and we moved on to the next project. You know, that, that was kind of the approach. Um, and it worked and we made money and we grew and we became profitable and successful. But as the team grew, so grew my responsibilities. You see, I really took a lot of pride in running a lean and agile firm. We didn't have room for middle management because we never believed in middle management. And frankly, I still don't. Um, but that me meant that I had, as, as the CEO of the company, I had a lot of added responsibility. I mean, I was responsible for the billings. I was responsible for, you know, generating new sales, account management, uh, project management at times. And there was simply not enough hours in the day to get all of my work done, do it effectively and be as good. And 
we started, my partners and I, we started to look into alternative ways. How can we run our business in such a way that, you know, the leadership can work on the business as opposed to in the business? How can we build a team that kind of promotes and pushes itself forward, does not require a lot of control and management? And we came across an incredible book that I truly believe changed the whole trajectory of my approach to leadership, which um, the book is called Reinventing Organizations, and it was written by Frederick Laloux. And I highly recommend it to anyone anyone running an organization or working in modern organization. And this book really tells a story of what it means to develop a teal organizational structure. And um, teal organization, it essentially means self-management, accountability, and value-driven culture. It's about empowering teams, embracing everyone's strengths and weaknesses, and living by a set of core values that everyone in the company agrees with. And, you know, it's a long read, but it's it's fascinating. So we decided, why not try and implement it at Jet Rockets? You know, that, that could be fun. Um, that's definitely a challenge. And it did turn into a humongous challenge because, you know, not only did, did we have to change ourselves as the leaders of the organization, we also had to instill new values and new approaches into our teammates. Um, it was really about, about moving from command and control to connect and empower. So rolling out this new teal principles was not easy. You know, we, we faced some resistance, a lot of skepticism, and just overall challenges to change management. That's to be expected. Um, it did require consistent effort, but more importantly, um, it was a shift in the mindset. On the one hand, the new management structure provided a lot more freedom and flexibility to our employees. But on the other hand, it also required us to instill this culture of increased accountability and self-discipline, which was not a simple task. At the same time, I had to change myself by learning to delegate and trust my team to do the right thing. And frankly, this delegation process did not come natural to me. It was not a walk in the park. Um, and there were so many times, so many occasions when I felt like I really, I had to hold myself back and not get involved in certain situations, you know, putting out fires or just, you know, putting in my two cents and just allow my employees to handle it. Frankly, I still struggle with this sometimes, you know, never quite got over it. Um, ultimately, by, by shifting towards self-management, we really learn to empower our team members to take greater ownership of their work, leading to increased job satisfaction, motivation, and, you know, our bottom line got a lot stronger. So this autonomy also sparked a lot of creativity. So, you know, for instance, previously our, our team meetings were largely directive, right? So we meet with the team, we tell them what to do, they say yes and move on. However, with this new approach to leadership and to management with our organization, we began to shift towards empathy. We began encouraging team members to voice their ideas and concerns. And now transparency is one of our core values at Jet Rockets, which means not just being truthful and open about what's going on, but also not afraid to speak up and you know disagree with your teammates or even with your managers, if that's the case. Um, really, empathy also plays a crucial role at Jet Rockets when recognizing diverse personal commitments of our 
of our employees. I mean, we had a situation when one of our developers was going through a very personal family crisis. And instead of pressuring them into meeting deadlines and still doing their job and being responsible, we offered flexible working hours and additional support, which ultimately created one of the most loyal employees within our organization. Um, we also started implementing personalized development plans for each team member, taking into account their individual desires and interests. Um, so for example, one team member expressed interest in AI and machine learning. So we supported that. We provided resources and time and opportunity to learn and actually implement their skills on the job. And as a result, it led to additional service offerings for Jet Rockets, again, driving professional growth and innovation that, that, that ultimately contributes to the success of our company overall. Of course, empathy provides vital, vital solutions to any interpersonal conflicts. Um, in one instance, we had two team members who had a disagreement over a project approach. And instead of uh, just imposing a solution and just kind of inviting somebody, just like, just make a decision, we actually held uh, almost like a town hall meeting where each one got to present their, their point of view. And we made the decision to combine and create a hybrid approach, with, which ultimately was a better way of implementing this particular uh, project. So empathy is truly, we can see, truly has affected every, every single step of our business and really allowed us to become a stronger team. And sort of as a you know cherry on top of the cake, our interactions with our clients have also improved dramatically. Not only did we learn to work with non-tech founders, which later and now became our core niche, you know, we instead of just focusing on delivering the product, we now take our team takes extra time to guide our clients through the process, educating them along the way and developing this long-term relationship that translates not just to increased amount of work, increased dedication and loyalty on both ends, but also just develops this interpersonal ties that transform the way we do business every single day. But now, you know, the biggest challenge to our empathy-driven approach came in February uh, of 2022 when Russia invaded Ukraine. You see, a large portion of my developers at that time resided in Russia. While we never did any business in Russia, we did have a development center and we paid salaries to people who resided in Russia at the time. And, you know, then they participated in the Russian economy. And within a few days of the beginning of that in, in, invasion, um, I made I made the decision, a unilateral decision to shut down any operation in Russia and relocate all of our employees to neighboring Georgia. I couldn't bear the thought that our money was contributing to the war chests of Russia by way of taxes. And so to me, this was a non-negotiable decision. Now, the process was far from an easy process. I think on the one hand, much easier for me would have been just to part ways with all of my Russian-based employees and hire a whole bunch of new people outside of Russia. It definitely would have proven to be a much more economical solution, but that is not something that I could you know, could make myself do. 
I mean, these people have been with Jet Rockets, many of them for five, six, seven years. They have directly contributed to the success of the firm, to the growth of the firm. They've developed a very close relationship with our clients and just with one another. So to me, just the idea of abandoning them and just saying, you know what, um, your country is committing war crimes and, uh, you know, we no longer want to deal with you was simply not an option. So over the course of several months, I guess, starting in early March of 2022 and lasting probably through midsummer, <laughs> I took on a lot of extra responsibilities, you know, as, as, as the leader of this organization, I felt it my own personal responsibility to make sure each and every person who was willing to come with us and leave their lives behind and move and start anew, uh, I felt personal responsibility to these people to make sure that they were comfortable, to make sure that, you know, as they arrived in the new country, they had a place to stay at least for the first month, uh, that if they had children, uh, that those children had schools nearby or maybe daycare arranged. And, you know, I became very well versed in Georgia's real estate market because I was the one conducting research at Airbnbs or other platforms trying to locate, okay, where should this person leave? Like, where is the best, you know, better school or, or something like that? I also became very versed in uh, Georgian business law, taxation policy, etc. We actually ended up opening a Georgian entity um, at that time in because in an attempt to employ all of these people and allow them to legally stay in Georgia and open bank accounts and start settling their life. So, you know, it was quite um, quite an endeavor to go through this process, but um, not even for a second did I, did I consider not doing any of that because to me, it was akin to betraying those people who helped me make Jet Rockets what it is today. And... One of the things that we've, we've done as part of this relocation is we shut down, as we shut down our off office space in Russia, we decided to open a new office space in Georgia, in Batumi. And of course, you know, being in the industry we're in, we can completely work remotely. We don't have to have this extra added expense of, uh, of an office space. But to me, it felt like having a place of gathering, having giving people an opportunity to have a place that they can come and work or even maybe, you know, gather after work if they so desire, watch soccer game together, you know, celebrate birthdays. Again, remember, these people just abandoned their entire lives. Uh, they moved to this new country. And yes, they knew one another, but that, that's about it. Their entire social circle, circle has been cut significantly. So... Uh, by opening a new office space, by making it seem, uh, you know, cozy and inviting, I believe we created this place where people could come and feel we're at home. And so, um, you know, fast forward, it's been nearly two years now since we've relocated to Georgia. We, of course, we've had some turnover. Some people who came with us moved on to other companies, just the nature of you know, nature of the game, but a lot of people still work with us. I mean, our oldest employee who's been with us for 10 plus years is still employed at Jet Rocket. So there must be something we're doing right. Um, 
during these two years, we've also focused on hiring, making new hires, especially focusing on Ukraine and giving Ukrainians who lost their job as a result of the war an opportunity to get back into the industry. And we've been hiring quite a you know, many people in Ukraine because we feel it's our way, additional way of giving back and kind of supporting the effort. Um, thinking back uh, to these two years, I can say that we became a much, much stronger organization that has demonstrated to its employees our loyalty. And it goes both ways, right? Just as we've demonstrated, myself and my partner have demonstrated our loyalty to our employees by not abandoning them, by taking them, by relocating them to a safer environment, by providing, you know, steady stream of income. Uh, on the other hand, our employees have demonstrated quite a bit of loyalty and trust in jet rockets. You know, it takes it takes a lot of trust to be able to abandon, you know, just get up, abandon your life and move to a new country. So, yes, it took many months, significant financial investment. And like I said, endless time on my part to get the team out, get them situated, help them. But we got it done. And, you know, nearly two years later, we still have many many obstacles. Of course, we struggle every day with, you know, the daily minutia of a growing team. But looking back at my over 20 years of experience, I have seen both sides of the coin, right? I've been, the, I've had the strong man leadership approach. And now over the course of the past five, six years, I've really adopted the, the empath, empathetic approach to leadership, where I want to not only instill hard work ethic into my team members, but also see them as human beings with specific needs. I truly believe that this is a strength. It's a strength that, that can truly drive a company forward. It's about balancing leadership with understanding and compassion. And as we move into this ever evolving future of tech, I really encourage everyone listening today not to forget that the human element is the one that truly drives the success forward. If you ever want to chat more about leadership, being a woman in tech, leading a diverse team of people, leading a team through crisis during a war, or just building a new and exciting platform, tech platform, just feel free to reach out to me at natalie at jetrockets.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website at www.womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on all socials at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Women Who Code, with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Thanks again for listening, and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.